Genesis chapter number 18 and verse number 1. The Bible said, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. And he said, My Lord, if now I found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts after that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou said. And Abraham hastened unto the tent and to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal and knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And that's as far as we'll read for the sake of time, but do keep your Bible handy this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to bless. Pray God to have his way. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for the privilege to be able to stand this morning. God, and break the bread of life, and I recognize, God, that within myself, God, I can't do anything. Lord, I sure do need your help. And you touch, and God, I pray, Father, that, Lord, that you just, God, have your way this morning. God, I beg you that, God, that you hide me behind the cross, and God, clothe me in the cloak of my calling. God, I pray you'd fill me the Holy Ghost and bring to my mind remembrance the words, God, that needs to be said. Father, I know that, God, the letter of the law killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And God, the very best I can do, God, is to get to the ears. Lord, it takes the Holy Ghost of God. Lord, to touch hearts this morning. God, I pray you'd help us now. I pray, God, you'd touch this day. And God, this week, God, help us to worship in spirit and truth. God, I pray you'd meet every need, Lord. And I pray that, God, if there's one lost, I pray you'd save them. God, any other will of God meet the need, get glory to yourself. And that we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. Genesis chapter number 18. And I preach this morning. If the Lord had helped me on Abraham, a friend of God. Amen. Abraham, a friend of God. Now, as you come to this portion of Scripture in Genesis chapter number 18, most people would agree that this is where the Lord began to see Abraham as his friend. And they say, why is that? Well, the Bible tells us in verses number 17, the Bible said in 18, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do. And the Bible says in John 15, uh, listen to Jesus talking to his disciples and he made the statement. He said, the servants knoweth not what the master doeth. He said, but I call you friend for he hath revealed the things unto them. And uh, and so God began to reveal his plan uh, according to uh, what he was going to do with Sodom unto unto Abraham in this text. And I will look at it and what you'll have in Genesis chapter number 18 and Genesis chapter number 19 is a perfect contrast between the spiritual man and the carnal man. In Genesis chapter number 18, we see Abraham as the friend of God. In Genesis chapter number 19, we see Lot as the friend of the world. And so there's a perfect contrast between the spiritual and the carnal in the text. And listen how the Bible says in in Genesis chapter number 18, how that the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. Can I just stop and say this? Before I get in 
in the text, that's certainly what we need, amen? How we need the presence of God. We need God to manifest himself in our presence, amen? And, uh, but I want you to notice a few things. I, I'll say this uh, by way of introduction about Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith, amen? He was a man of faith. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis chapter number 11 that Abraham dwelt in the land. Uh, the Ur, the Chaldees, he, uh, the Bible te- teaches in Joshua 24 that Abraham or Abram uh, was a man of idol worship. Uh, listen, he, there he was in the land of Ur of Chaldees, uh, minding his own business, worshiping false gods. But God came to where he was and called him out of that land unto a new land. Amen. And so uh, Abraham by faith trusted God and began to follow the Lord uh, by faith. And so we find he's a man of faith. Uh, but I thought about this. Abraham not only was a man of faith, but he was a man of faults. Amen. He made mistakes. He, he messed up uh, as, as soon as God called him out of the land of the earth, the Chaldees, and he goes down to Canaan, and he does not stay there long, but then he journeys to Egypt and has a lapse of faith. And, and so we find his faults. And I thought about, I'm glad that God, listen, we have uh, the accounts of these men in the word of God, not only the great things that they've done, but I'm glad God let us in on their faults. Amen. I say, why is that, preacher? But I, I can relate to those uh, that make mistakes. Amen. I can relate to those uh, listen to have lapses of faith like Abraham did. And so he's a man of faults, but in the text uh, he, we see him as the friend of God. Now I want you to notice a few things uh, uh, real quick in Genesis chapter number 18. Now I'll be done. First of all, I want you to notice uh, Abraham's dwelling. Amen. Notice he's dwelling in verse number 18, uh, chapter number 18, excuse me, in verse number 1, the Bible said the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And so the Bible tells us in verse 1 that Abraham dwelled in a tent. Amen. Now if you'll go to Genesis chapter number 19, you'll find that lot in Sodom. In Genesis 19 and verse number 1, the Bible said there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat at the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them and bowed himself with with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house. And so in Genesis 18, we we discovered Abraham dwelled in tents. But in Genesis 19, we discover that Lot dwelt in a house. Amen. And say, what's that got to do with anything, preacher? Well, you know what you'll find when you study the life of Abraham is he never built a home in this old world. Amen. But he always lived in tents and he always dwelled in tents. Say, why is that? Because he never got adjusted to this world. He never got settled in this world. Amen. But thank God he was a pilgrim and a stranger and a sojourner looking for a city that had foundation whose builder and maker was God. I'm telling you what, Abraham never got adjusted out of this world. He never fit in. He was always looking for a better country. But Lot down in Sodom, friend, he built a house down in that wicked city and got comfortable in the sin that was around him. And listen, Abraham never got adjusted, but the Bible said that he dwelt in the tent door. Amen. In Genesis 19, it said that Lot dwelt in the gate of the city. Is that right? I'm telling you what, a door speaks of welcome today. But a gate says keep out, amen. A gate, a gate says stay away, but a door says welcome. And I said, what are you saying? I'm saying, listen, Abraham dwelt in a tent. He never was settled in this old world, but he dwelt in a place, I, listen, that made the Lord welcome, amen. 
Uh, the Lord will and you know what you'll find there's a principle in this uh, Bible this morning that the Lord will go where he's wanted amen he'll go where he's welcome uh, listen I'm reminding John chapter number 2 how uh, the Bible says in John 2 and verse 2 that Jesus was at the wedding uh, before he was called amen he was invited to the wedding and he showed up John chapter number 4 when he listened he saved the woman of Samaria and the Bible talks about the men of the Samaritan, the men of Samaria came to him and they besought him that he would stay. And the Bible said he abode two days. Amen. And so what are you saying? I'm saying he goes where he's welcome. Amen. He will not intrude. He will not impose. He didn't go. Listen, how the two angels went to, how down to Sodom, but the Lord didn't show up down there. Amen. He was not welcome down there, friend. As a matter of fact, uh, he would not grace that place uh, with his presence and he will not bless and he will not go. Uh, we're seeing as being manifested. Amen. Hey, amen. But I'm telling you, he went to Lot's house, or, or excuse me, he went to Abraham's house because Abraham uh, made him welcome. Amen. So we see he's dwelling. But notice his desire in verse number uh, three. The Bible said, My, he, and, and he, and look in verse two, and he lifted up his eyes and looked and lo three men stood by him and when he saw them he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said my Lord if now I found favor in thy sight pass not away I pray thee from thy servant let a little water I pray you be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts so we'll find that Abraham desired to serve the Lord amen that's what he that's what he desired. Look, I, and I like what the Lord said to him. Look what the Bible said there in the latter part of verse number five. He said, So do as thou said. Amen. Abraham said stay around and we'll fetch a little water. We'll wash your feet and we'll prepare a meal. We'll take care of you. Hey, listen, we want to comfort your hearts. We want to do right by you. How We want to please you. We want to serve you. And the Lord said do as thou said. Amen. Hey, what are you saying? I'm saying thank God. Listen, the Lord I will let those that desire to serve him, he'll let them do it. Amen. Hey man, people say, well, I, I just don't know what I can do. I'm telling you, if you've got that desire to do something for God, he'll allow you to do it, amen. Uh, the Lord, he said, do as thou said. Notice uh, some things about his service this morning. This probably really what I want to get to. But I want you to notice, first of all, his swiftness. Look what the Bible said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal and knead it and make cakes upon the hurt. Now I tell you what, in the text, in this time in Abraham's life, he's not a young man. He's not a young man, but the Bible said he hastened to dress. And so when the Lord gave him the green light, when the Lord gave him the okay to allow him to serve him and prepare the meal and have their feet washed, I tell you what Abraham did. He got busy in a hurry, amen. He didn't waste any time. He didn't sit around thinking about it, but he got busy. The Bible said that he hastened the dressing, amen. And can I say, listen, so why, why was he in such a hurry? Well, I'm gonna tell you, he didn't know how long it's gonna stay. Amen. He didn't know how long the Lord was going to be there. He didn't know how long he was going to stay. He didn't know how much time he had. And so he knew, no doubt, if he was going to do something for him, he better do it, do it while he had the opportunity. Amen. And can I say this morning, friend, we don't know how much time we've got left. Amen. I tell you, I just believe this thing's about to wind down. I just believe we're living in the last days. Amen. I believe, friend, the Bible said, know this also in the last days, perilous times shall come. 
surely we're living in perilous times. Surely we're living in the last days. I just don't believe we have much time. And if we're ever going to accomplish anything for the glory of God, we better get busy while we have the opportunity. Hey, listen, we better serve while we have the chance. And while he hastened to dress it, I'm telling you, listen, he got busy in a hurry. We notice the swiftness of his service, but notice the sincerity of his service. The Bible said in verse 6, And Abraham hastened to the tent, and to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran the herd and fetched the calf tender and good, and gave it to the young man. He hastened to dress it. Now the Bible says this, And Abraham told Sarah, said, Get the fine fire, flour, amen. Get the fine flour. He said, she, the Bible said there, said, um, uh, hasten to the tent, Sarah, and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Get the goods, make the fine meal, knead it, make cakes upon the herd, and then said, uh, fetch a calf tender and good. So what are you saying? I'm saying when the Lord showed up, when the Lord come to Abraham's house, he didn't give, give him the leftovers. He gave him the best he had, amen. He said, get the fine meal and knead it. Then he said, get a calf tender and good. Uh, listen, get the best you got. Get, I mean, get, listen, get the finest we've got. He gave him the best today, amen. Oh, yes, Fred. Hey, listen, Abraham, no doubt, he realized who was in his presence. I say, how do you know that? Because the Bible said in verse number one, and the Lord appeared unto him. Amen. That's Jehovah, thank God. That's a self-existent God that reveals himself unto man. And Abraham realized, thank God, that Jehovah was in his presence. Hey, that the King of kings and the Lord of lords was in his home. And listen, he realized that the Lord does the best that he had. Amen. That's what he gave him. He gave him his best. Amen. Oh yes, friend. He gave him the best. How the Bible talks about. Listen in verse seven. Abraham ran to the herd and, and fetched a, or ran into the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it to the young man and hastened to dress it. Now I'm gonna tell you. Listen. Abraham didn't give him just what he had laying around. He got the best. Amen. Can I say something this morning? I'm telling you, that's what I want to do. Amen. I want to give him my best, don't you? I mean, that's just, listen, that's the way I'm geared up. I'll just be honest with you. I'm, I'm, by nature, I'm competitive. I don't like to lose. I mean, I don't. I mean, I got two teenage daughters. I'm telling you, it don't matter if we're playing checkers or whatever. I'm winning. Somebody said, you're going to let them win. Oh, no, friend. Absolutely not. Amen. I, listen, there's no trophies given out for participation in my house. Amen. Hey, listen, somebody's going to beat me. They may do it, but they're going hey, to have to put out to do it. Amen. 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 I mean, if I step in the batter's box, I'm swinging for the fences. I'm, I'm giving it everything I've got. It don't matter what I'm doing. I'm just going to give it my best. Amen. I tell you what, Abraham realized how that the Lord was worthy of his best and he was going to give him everything he's got. Amen. I tell you what, I would to God that you and I this morning would just make up our mind how to give the Lord the very best. Amen. How the best of our day and the best of our time and the best of our talents and the best of our treasure. Listen, he's worth our best this morning. Amen. So we see here that his sincerity, but notice this. Notice the silence. Notice this. The Bible said in the text, and, and verse 7, Abraham ran the herd and fetched the calf tender and good and gave it unto the young man. He hastened to dress and he took butter and milk in the calf which he had dressed and set them before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. 
And so, what do you say? Listen, Abraham, he had a meal prepared. They prepared a big meal. He said it before the Lord and the two angels here and under the tree. He, he, I mean, listen, they prepared a big old, big old spread of food for him. Amen. And he said it there before him. And the Bible said that Abraham stood under the tree. He didn't sit down and eat with them, but he stood by them. Amen. And I'll tell you what you'll find in the text. You'll never find where Abraham spoke up. He was quiet. He never said anything. Amen. I'll tell you what he's doing in this text. He's being a waiter. That's what he's doing. Amen. He's, he, he's, he's delivered the meal to them. He's set it before them. And he's standing back watching. Amen. Amen. You know what he's doing? He's watching their table. If they need anything else, if they need their drink refilled, I mean, listen, if they need some more cat head biscuits, he's going to get them for them. Whatever it is, he's just waiting on them. Amen. And he, listen, you know what you'll find? He's not asking for anything. He didn't, he didn't say, now, Lord, I've done all this for you. What are you going to do for me? He didn't. He never reminded, reminded the Lord of the promised seed in the text. None of that. He never asked for anything. He just served the Lord and stood back patiently and watched him. Amen. Never made a statement, never said, never asked for anything. You know why? Because in this day, it was not about what the Lord could do for Abraham, but it was about what Abraham could do for the Lord. Amen. In chapter number seven, the whole chapter number 17, the whole conversation was about what the Lord could do for Abraham. He's asking about the promised seed. But in chapter 18, Abraham's whole mentality changes. And it's not about, listen, it's not about what God can do for him, but about what he can do for the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, a lot of people will serve God as long as God's blessing them. Amen. As long as God's doing things for them, as long as, God's, as long as God is blessing them. Amen. I remember, listen, years ago, and I remember when God's doing my heart about preaching and Listen, I got saved out of a life of sin. I was not raised in church. I was not raised around the house of God. I didn't know anything about the Bible. And uh, just a man brought me the gospel and started telling me how much God loved me and Jesus died for me. And God saved me and brought me out of a life of sin and changed my life. Amen. And uh, shortly, not long after God saved me, he started dealing my heart about preaching. I didn't know anything about church. And I sure didn't know anything about preaching. Still don't. Amen. And, uh, and so, boy, God began to build my heart. And my wife and I, at the time we were trying to have children, she had had five miscarriages before we'd ever had her first child. And after her fifth miscarriage, uh, some time went by and she, uh, listen, uh, got pregnant again. And uh, I was out in the yard working one day and she was on her, her sixth pregnancy. And I was out in the yard working one day and she came outside and and she said, I'm, I'm miscarrying again. I mean, we'd been through it five times. We'd, we'd know the signs. We knew what to look for. And, and she came outside and said, I need to go to the hospital. It's, uh, it's not looking good. And, and uh, so I put her in the truck and uh, started taking her to the hospital. And on the way to the hospital, the Holy Ghost said, son, you better preach. Yeah. And uh, I began to weep and cry. And she said, uh, she said oh, it'll be all right, honey. We'll get through this again. I was not crying about what was going on. I was crying about what the Holy Ghost I was doing in my heart. And we got to the hospital, and she walked in, and we walked in, and she went to check in and register there, and I went to the restroom. And I got on my face before God in the restroom. And I said this. I said, God, if you want me to preach, let this baby be all right. 
And the Holy Ghost said, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. The Holy Ghost said, son, that's not surrender. He said, you need to be willing to do what I want you to do regardless of what the outcome is. Whether I ever bless you, whether I ever do anything for you, whether I ever answer another prayer, you'll just be willing to do what I want you to do. Amen. And can I say there in that hospital, uh, listen, that hospital restroom, I waved, waved the white flag and I said, Lord, yeah, no matter if you ever give me a child, no matter if you ever answer another prayer, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll go where you want me to go. God, I'm yours, whatever you want. Amen. That's what, listen, in the text, it was not about God blessing Abraham, but it's about Abraham blessing the Lord. Amen. Amen. A lot of people, listen, a lot of people want to, that's what we want. We want to bargain, bargain with the Lord. I'll do this if you'll do that. Amen. Lord, I'll do this for you if you'll do this for me. Amen. Lord, I mean, I, I'll go here if you'll do this for me. God, if you'll give me this, I'll do this. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. God's not in the bargaining business this morning, friend. Oh, yeah, he's not in the bargaining business, friend. He wants you to want him and his will. Not, amen. Hey, listen, we ought to be more concerned about the blesser than the blessings. Amen. And here in the text, Abraham was more concerned about, he's just, he just wanted to please the Lord. That's all he wanted. He just wanted to please him. He, want, hey, he wanted to serve him. He wanted to wait on him. He wanted to be good to him. I got to hurry. Notice, uh, listen, the desire. He's dwelling. He's desire. But notice the drawing. In, in verse number 16, the Bible said, And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. So the Bible said in verse 16 that the men rose up from thence, looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them. Look at verse 20. The Bible said, The Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. Watch this. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Amen. I tell you what the Lord did. Listen, you'll know find, I mean, excuse me, I tell you what Abraham did. Every move the Lord made, Abraham made. Amen. They rose up from the table. Amen. And listen, look toward Sodom. And the Bible said there in verse 16 that Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And then in verse 17, when the two angels departed, Abraham just stayed behind and stayed close to the Lord. Amen. And I tell you what you'll find. You'll find that he drew near to him. He began to draw nigh unto the Lord. Amen. I tell you why God viewed Abraham as his friend because he had a desire to get close to him. He had a desire to be with, had a fellowship with, a draw nigh unto him. Had to get, listen, you realize this morning that, listen, that, that's what God designed us for is to be close to him. Every, everything that God made in this world, he made from a distance. He said, let there be and there was. Is that right? Except man. And he formed him out of the dust of the ground. 
and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. He made everything from a distance. But when he came to creating man, he made him next to him. He made him close to him. He made him near to him because that's where he desires for us to dwell at. Amen. Oh yeah, next to him. Amen. And so listen, we find his drawing. But notice, notice this in the text. Not only his drawing, but notice the dialogue. Verse number 25, we'll see this. Notice he was concerned. The Bible said in verse 25, uh, well, look, verse 24, but, but peradventure there be 50 righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked, and the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I, will I spare all of the place for their sake. You know what you'll find in this? You'll find that Abraham was concerned about how God was viewed before the people. Yes. He said there, in, he said in verse 25, that, that be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked, and the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right. So what are you saying? Listen, he was concerned about how people viewed the Lord. He wanted people to look at the Lord and see him for who he was. Amen. Amen. Can I say this morning, listen, that will be our concern. Amen. I'm, listen, the world's got their view of God. I can, I, a lot of it has come from how they've seen people that profess to be saved and profess to be real and profess to be Christians. Amen. And how they live. And I'm telling you, listen, the world thinks if that's all they are to it, then they, they listen, they, he's not, he must not be much of a God or there's not much to it. Amen. That's what Abraham said. Look, he said, Lord, he said, you, you do right. He said, spare the city. I'll take care of those people. He had a concern for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. But he had a concern for the people. Yes, sir. He wanted God to spare the place for the people. Amen. Abraham was worried about those folk down there. He was worried about their, listen, their condemnation. He was worried about God sending judgment. And Abraham began to intercede on behalf of the, listen, of Sodom and beg God to spare that place and stay his hand of judgment because he was concerned for their condition. Amen. Now, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say, why, why do you know different things about this? But I, I know this. I know we see a man that is truly concerned about people. Amen. Amen. He's just called 50 righteous. And he, and he goes on down there and he's begging God. He's praying. He's asking God. God, spare the city. Oh, God, don't, don't let them go to hell. Oh, God, intervene. Oh, God, spare the city. Here's a man that is concerned about others. Amen. And I'll tell you what, listen, to sum up the whole text this morning, I'll tell you what you'll find. It. You'll find a selfless man. It's not, it's not about him, it's about the Lord. It's not about him, it's about the people. Amen. You see a selfless man. And can I say this? Listen, that is the example of spirituality. Amen. That's exact. Let this mind be in you. It was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Who thought, listen, how the Bible goes on there in Philippians 2 and talk about how he, listen, took upon the form of a servant and was made the likeness of man. Amen. Yeah. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Right. And verse number 9 of Philippians 2 said, Wherefore, yeah. God hath highly exalted him right. and given him a name which is above every name. Why did God exalt him? I'll tell you why. Because he took upon the form of a servant. 
Amen. Took on the form of servant. And made in the likeness of man, but came obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And God highly exalted him. Why? Because he was selfless. Amen. That's right. And Abraham is the picture of a spiritual man in the fact that he's selfless. It's not about him, it's about the Lord. Amen. Everything he's doing, it's not, listen, it's not for his gain or his benefit. For his glory, it's all about the Lord. Amen. And can I say that? Listen, that's what it needs to be about this morning. It's all, it's all about him. Amen. It's, listen, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about him. Amen. God help us to get our eyes off ourselves, get our eyes, listen, off of what's going on in our life and get our eyes focused on him, amen. Had seen like Isaiah saw him high and lifted up. Amen. His thing is about him this morning. Amen. Amen. And Genesis 18 is a spiritual man. And Genesis 19 is a carnal man. Amen. I want to be the spiritual. Amen. I don't want to be adjusted. I don't want to fit in this world. Amen. Listen, I don't want to, I don't want to drive my, my tent stakes too deep. I'm ready to get out of here. Amen. Hey, listen, he's a spiritual man. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah.